0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best selling book, The Code Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662 844 1414 and order my new book, The Code Welcome into the late, late, late Tuesday night or early Wednesday morning edition. Of the Rebel Report, I'm Michael Borky. After a long, long day at the Hoover Met, I am uh, I'm here with you, and uh, glad to be with you. This whole late start thing, this game four in the SEC tournament thing, I, I could live without it. I-, I could live without it. It's for the birds. I'm uh, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> um, so, Ole Miss beat Auburn, and uh, I-, I sound like I'm complaining. I-, I am not complaining. I'm just tired. All right, I'm just tired. I am uh, not used to, to being up this late. It's not really my thing. I try to get as much sleep as I can with the little guy, uh, you know, waking me up at six o'clock every morning, regardless of when I go to bed. Uh, but I am in Hoover, and I am glad that you guys are with me. Like I said, uh, Ole Miss does get a seven to four win over Auburn. It is twelve thirty as I record this. Um, All right, a bunch of things to get to in terms of that, and also uh, your women's golf team. Actually, I'm going to start with that. Your women's golf team uh, today, as you're listening to this, on Wednesday, is playing for a national championship. They're playing for a national championship today. Uh, And it is something that not many sports at Ole Miss, as you guys know, uh, have ever done before. And in fact, it's, if I remember correctly, It goes all the way back to the 1960s since a team has won a national championship at Ole Miss. You've had some individual performances in golf lately. Braden Thornberry won a national championship not too terribly long ago. Uh, You've had multiple other uh, individual sports have national champions. But this will be the first team, knock on wood, Ole Miss fans, um, that has won a national championship since football in the 60s. It's been that long. It's a very special day. and I know that uh, that college golf isn't exactly on the forefront of coverage and I, I'll spend more time on it on the live stream. Uh, so if you if you haven't checked that out or, or, or uh, haven't seen it yet um, and it gets uploaded in podcast format as well. So if you are listening to this when it's too late because I do do it at eight o'clock in the morning uh, every morning, uh, the content king at Talk, as it turns out. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's good or not, but I know there's an abundance of it. But anyway, um, I'll talk a lot more about that and college golf and Mississippi and all that stuff in the live stream. But this is a really special day. And even if they don't win, because I'm going to be cheesy like that, even if they don't win, uh, the run that you're uh, – your golf team, your women's golf team has gone on is pretty incredible uh, from beating Texas the way they did where one match went to 21 holes and one match went to 22 holes. And it's playing out all on the golf channel and there's drama and there's there's mistakes from Ole Miss and mistakes from Texas. And it was back and forth and then just clutch. I mean, when you're going to 21 or 22 holes in a match play event, you know, you have to do something clutch to get it done. That was just incredible theater. And then they turn around and take on Arizona. Arizona is a team that beat Stanford. Stanford was the group that absolutely dominated, flat out freaking dominated the stroke play event, just dominated it. Arizona beat them, and then Ole Miss is up against Texas, and then two matches go into 21 and 22 holes, and they have to turn around and basically have a sandwich and get right back on the course, and they beat Arizona the way they did. It's um, it's incredible, and I've actually noticed that uh, a lot of you are, are paying attention. And, of course, I mean, it, yeah, it's easy to pay attention when, you know, a team's playing for a championship, but I think this might be the spark of something where – considering your golf programs and, and where this one is, obviously, and uh, the men's program is just really solid and it has been, uh, I, I think Ole Miss fans are, are going to start being more engaged with this. I think that's kind of what I've, what I've noticed is more of you are paying attention than I expected. Um, I used to get the feeling around here that when a, a niche sport would do well, it would just be like, a, oh, okay, that's cool. And just kind of move on. Um, like when softball hosted that regional, I was blown away. And I guess I shouldn't have been. That's on me, right? I guess I shouldn't have been, but um, I was blown away. And ever since then, there has been this um, buzz about softball you know, when it comes to Ole Miss and uh they lost, too, ironically, to Arizona in, in a regional recently. But I, the more Ole Miss fans I talk to, the more you guys are paying attention. I, I am, again, I shouldn't be, but I'm. I'm so surprised at the intricate knowledge that a lot of you have when it comes to softball. I think that's happening with Coach Yo in, in your basketball program, uh, your women's basketball program. I think that's happening as well, where uh, these are their niche sports. They'll they'll never get the attention that. That basketball or baseball gets, and and I understand that. Um, th- they'll never get that, but that that's okay. I, I'm I'm not expecting that, and nobody should. But what I am noticing is more of you are paying closer attention to these programs, and, and also what you're starting to see, even though like Coach Yo wasn't a a Keith Carter hire, but man, like I talked with you guys about a few weeks ago. The overall health of your athletic department is pretty freaking awesome. I mean, you guys are – some of you guys are upset about the state of your baseball program, and they're going to be hosting a regional. (laughs) Um, I mean, baseball's in great shape. Football's in great shape. We'll see about basketball this year, but it's certainly not a bad program. Your women's team is absolutely on the rise yeah, uh, your softball team, ha- I mean, Keith Carter made an exceptional hire. They're going places for sure. And now we're talking about your women's team playing for a national championship today. Well, today for you. I guess it's today for me, too. As we get, we're on the, the other half of, of midnight. We're getting closer to 1 a.m. here. Um, but you guys are starting to pay attention. And I think that's really freaking cool. And uh, obviously, I hope these girls win today. I mean, overcoming what they did. They were the beneficiaries of what happened in the Baton Rouge Regional. Now, I wouldn't have counted them out, especially with the way they're playing now. I mean, I'm I'm sure they would have gone through anyway. Uh, But they had that weird situation go on. They played really well in the stroke play. And they got better every round in the stroke play. And now here they are after winning – I mean, two incredible matches, 21 and 22 holes, one of which was a freshman who was kind of thrust into the lineup when she shouldn't have been, apparently. And then they turn around and beat Arizona. And they're up against Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is going to be their opponent today. And Oklahoma State swept Duke in the other final four matchup, swept Duke. So, all this, uh, They have a challenge on their hands today, but if you're going to play for and win a national championship, there's going to be a challenge. It's just how it works. But that is so cool. It's going to be on the Golf Channel, guys, and they're doing a a great job of covering this. I was actually watching some of it earlier today, and uh, they just do a hell of a job uh, covering this event. So check it out. Uh, I think they get started at 3.30 Central today, and um, they can be the first Ole Miss team to win a national championship since 1962 uh so congrats to them for for making it to this point it's just an unbelievable incredible accomplishment and um they're going to get it i know they're going to get it but those girls deserve uh, your support today and uh, i hope you are all as incredibly proud of them as you should be um i know you guys are i'm not worried about that um So, yeah, awesome stuff today. Really awesome stuff. I'm going to spend more time on it on the live stream in the morning. uh, So check that out. uh, If you have not already, the link will be uh, on Twitter. If you're a Twitter person, on Facebook, if you're on Facebook and YouTube. So check that out. This podcast, though, is brought to you by ABS of Mississippi. Advantage Business Systems, family-owned and operated since 1976. They're based in Jackson, but don't let that – don't let that – cause any hesitation because they serve the entire state of Mississippi. Their techs are scattered across the state. So they have local solutions for any um, problem you may have or or anything. When you're doing business with ABS, Advantage Business Systems, you're going to talk to a live person every time and you're going to be dealing with somebody from your backyard. It's an office technology solutions company. And if you want a free assessment, They have complimentary office technology assessments uh, or just to find out more about ABS, call 601-362-9192 or absms.com. Office technology solutions are stuff like copiers and printers, mail machines, shipping, voiceover, IP phone systems, document management, IT services, cloud storage, data security, stuff like that. So Advantage Business Systems of Mississippi, absms.com. So Ole Miss gets the win over Auburn. It was a, a contentious uh, situation going into the game. We talked about it some uh, when the news broke on Monday on the radio show, and every text we got in was negative, every single one, about the decision to pitch Doug Nikhazy. And then um, we talked about it again, of course, yesterday ahead of the game, and all but one message we got was negative about pitching Doug Nikhazy. Ole Miss went for it, but I think it's important to note that um, Doug Nikhazy could have kept going in the game. He could have. After six complete, there was still gas left in the tank. A lot of gas, actually, left in the tank for Doug Nikhazy. And Mike Bianco decided not to stretch him. He threw 96 pitches, which is a lot, but there was very clearly a plan with Nikhazy going into the game not to extend him further. He could have gone out for the seventh, if this was next weekend, he would have gone out for the 7th and probably the 8th as well. Um, he could have done it. He didn't get extended, though. And so, uh, like I said on the radio um, yesterday, if you will, um, if you have to pitch him, if you feel like you're going to pitch him, you cannot extend him. And Mike Bianco didn't. And, you got, and i got to give credit where it's due because I didn't think that was going to happen. He could have gone out for the 7th. He was not laboring, really. Uh, His pitch count wasn't too terribly high. 96 is fine. 96 is absolutely fine, especially with 10 days rest coming up. But Mike Bianco um, decided to go to Brandon Johnson instead of um, extending Doug Nikhazy. And I think that's worth pointing out, especially if you're one of those people that thought it was a bad move. At least you should feel good now that Nikhazy has 10 days rest coming up. 10 days rest. And he only threw 96 pitches. I think that was the uh, the right decision. I, I wouldn't have thrown him yesterday, but, you know, hindsight looks better for Mike Bianco than it does me because it was a close game there for a little bit. Um, maybe Ole Miss doesn't win without Doug Nikhazy and makes the regional thing a little bit more interesting. But um, a win is a win. Ole Miss got the win. They didn't extend Nikhazy. I think it's all all good, especially now that even though there was likely no doubt anyway – there was no doubt, but that doubt has been completely eliminated. Ole Miss will be hosting a regional in Oxford next weekend. It's going to happen. Uh, it is absolutely going to happen. Uh, so at least there's that. And uh, now we'll get to see if if anybody is going to emerge. But Ole Miss, if they're going to want to go deeper in this tournament, they're going to have to slug the crap out of the ball. I mean, that's just, that's just the reality. They're going to have to slug it. And uh, we'll see. If they can do that this week, but Niekayzi, I thought that was the right decision. That was a good decision uh, to to not extend him in the game. He had seven strikeouts. Uh, that zone, man, my gosh, I mean, it, it was um, it was tight, really tight. I think it was largely consistent, but they were really getting squeezed. Um, so that. Probably labored him a little bit more than it should have. Uh, I thought the zone was was tight, was too tight. But uh, Brandon Johnson came in and, and just, see, I, I thought he threw a strike three that would have gotten him out of the inning before any damage uh, was done. But uh, he's got electric stuff. And obviously it didn't work great. Auburn hit him a little bit. Uh, more than a little bit. He had to get pulled before he completed an inning. But I think that's a guy that you go to out of the pen as opposed to some other options who don't have stuff like that that get shelled by basically everybody. Brandon Johnson, I was I was interested to see him being the guy that came out of the pen first. I think that's Mike Bianco seeing if if that's going to be his guy aside from Taylor Broadway, um, if that's going to be his guy. Because that stuff, I, I mean – there's no other option out of the pen that has that stuff. So if everybody's getting shelled, you might as well bring out the guy that's throwing 97 with a decent looking little breaking pitch. Um, but anyway, uh, couldn't get out of the inning. But I, I think that was something noteworthy because that stuff um, is too good to have other guys go in front of them. If it's all the same, if everybody's getting hit anyway. And then Broadway came in and slammed the door Um The the box score says 28 pitches. I think he actually got up into the 30s, but not much. He's probably available to throw again, maybe even tonight, uh, but that might be it. Uh, So just a nice win for Ole Miss. I mean, Hayden Dunhurst had an absolute tank bomb to really uh, open that game. I mean, Tim Elko had a hit, which is just still so unbelievably remarkable. Jacob Gonzalez is – guys, you have a Superstar. I mean, you know this already. Here's, you know, breaking news more to 11 hot take Borky right here. Jacob Gonzalez is a star. <laughs> he is an absolute star. He's a mature hitter. Uh, I mean, patient and I mean, I, I was sitting amongst the scouts there for a little while last night and uh, a lot of note-taking was going on when Jacob Gonzalez <laughs> was up to bat. I'll tell you that. Um, he's a star. He's an absolute star and, and getting better right now and, and Possibly right now being their best hitter, as a true freshman in the SEC, he's just he's unbelievable. So good night for Ole Miss. Uh, Gonzalez was great. Dunhurst had an absolute bomb. Elko is continuing to just just freaking shine. They didn't stretch Doug McKezy late into the game. He's got a big rest coming up. Um, all good, all good, and you'll see Vanderbilt tonight with the uh, without lighter or rocker. I don't know what Ole Miss is going to do yet. Maybe we'll get some more clarity uh, in the morning, but I doubt it. But anyway, uh, really, really, really good stuff there. So, all right, I will do another one of these recaps uh, tomorrow night slash tonight (laughs) after Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. So be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm going to go to bed, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow night. Have a good one.